Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. With Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Who steers the ship through the stormy sea? We do. The Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined by my good friend Chris Sinzak, and today we're doing something way, way different. Yes, we are. Now, this isn't normally how we do things when we talk about KISS. This is going to be... I don't know if we can do this, man. Oh, I can do this. I don't know if I can do it. We're we're about to say goodbye to Kiss. How can we how could we possibly pick out the five worst Kiss songs in all of history? Limiting it down to five was the <laughs> I love Kiss and I always will, but let's face it, there's some real stinkers in the catalog. There sure are. And today we're gonna talk about those the worst KISS songs. There's a it's, it's going to be an interesting conversation because I don't think anybody would have the same five songs. No, that's the that's the best part of it. But we got them, and we got them in an order today. Yes. So we're going to count them down from five to one. But before we get to all that, man, you know, there's been a lot going on in the podcast world, yes. so we got to shout it out. You know, the Ear Peeler Tournament is over. Yeah, congrats to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast for winning the Podcast Kings Tournament. They took the whole thing. Those guys, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, Ruined the entire tournament by having the audacity to win it. Damn those guys. They took it all. So you got to give it to them. Yeah. Rock and Metal Combat Podcasts are your ear peeler podcast kings. I want to say thank you to Victor for putting it together. It was a lot of fun. A hellacious battle between us and combat yeah. in the uh, in the finals, the semifinals. semifinals. You know, we almost made it to the end. Yeah. Thanks to Victor for putting together such a fun thing to do, to be a part of. I know for us personally, it brought a lot of new eyes to the show. Sure. You know, other people that may not have been checking it out. And it really showed us that our listeners are freaking awesome. Yeah, you we know? had so much support, and we thank every one of you guys that voted for us through this tournament. I mean, the people that got us past Pat Francis yep. and the people that, you know, helped us almost. I think it was like 23 votes we lost very, by. Very close. Total tale of the tape type contest. Wild, you know, hellacious battle. But again, you know, maybe next year. And congrats to Ken Mills for Zilch getting there all the way to the end. Who would ever thought that the Monkees podcast survives all the way down to the final match and put up a hell of a battle of their own in the finals? A serious fan base there with the Monkees. It makes me think, you know, maybe I ought to just 
I, I've never listened to it because, you know, I'm not a huge Monkees fan, but I know they've got an interesting story. Yeah, they do. And so I'm thinking about starting at the beginning and checking it out and running my way through and learning me up about some Monkees. All I really knew was the TV show and the songs yeah. from that, but I didn't really get into the whole history of the band. So, yeah, it's worth checking out. Heavier side of the Monkees? We'll have to get Ken Mills for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told it can be done. Yeah. For sure. That'd be cool. All right. Before we get into our worst kiss songs of all time today, we got to take care of our business. That means looking at some reviews. You people, you take the time to leave them for us. That means we show the appreciation by reading them on the show. So let's start out with a sweet iTunes review. It's what is going on here? This is another one star review. We're getting taking a beating on iTunes. (sighs) All right. Well, here we go again. Goes a little something like this. You can't win a tournament, and your show sucks. Wow, it's to the point. C-3PO. Damn, and I was a fan. Me too. I love the movies. Can't even get on C-3PO. C-3PO was in all of them. Does R2-D2 like us? If we don't start getting some iTunes reviews from people, we may soon find out. We can't win over the bots. I mean, other shows have a, a much better job of doing that than we do, apparently. I guess. You know, well, let's, I always prefer to be loved by the real people. Like all the people that voted for us in that big match. Right. Holy shit, you know. Like 1,500 people voted for Decibel Geek. It's a lot of people. We still couldn't beat the combat. Yeah, I even got my mom to vote. My mom voted too. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Mom. Yeah, for voting for Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Oh, geez. Thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah. All right, so let's go for some real reviews here. Here's one from Facebook. Um, awesome. It's a recommendation from Pixie Esmond. goes like this. Clever. Well-researched and great guests. Well, she would She's know. She's including herself in that yeah, list. Yeah, she would sure. know for sure. One of our favorite guests for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. That's awesome. We love Pixie Esmond. we got to figure out a way to get her back on Absolutely. the show. Absolutely. She was great. For sure. And then we also got one from Podchaser. This one's five stars. Comes to us from Alexander Smithine. And it goes a little something like this. These guys are Jeff Scott Soto fans. Not many of us around. Just because of the Soto episode, I am now a lifetime listener. Great episode. Thank you. That's awesome. We had a great time with that one, too. We learned a lot. And, yes, we are definitely Jeff Scott Soto fans. Well, we learned there are quite a few of them out there because we had a lot of good feedback from fans of his on that show. So don't feel so lonely, Alexander. There's a bunch of us out there now. And you know what? The more we keep doing what we're doing and helping these kind of bands and artists get introduced to more listeners – the more this thing works the way it's supposed to. That's what the Decibel Geek Podcast is all about. Yep. So I love getting reviews like that. So our other favorite people, the Geeks of the Week, these are the people that shared on Facebook, retweeted on Twitter. Last week's New Noise episode, people seem to really enjoy those. Yeah, they're fun. fun they're easy. Easy to do. <laughs> and uh, our pointed commentary about Kiss's Farewell Tour and Ace's new album. And yeah. A lot of good stuff on that. So the Geeks of the Week this week are Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Scott Smith, Matt Ashcraft, Joseph Capone, Jay Shablewski, Dan Nation, Kevin Williams, Joey, Joey Haney from Rock Strikes 10, Tom Cullen, Decibel Geek TV, Rock and Ron Runyon, Aaron Baker, David Glenn, Greg Troyan, Throne of Malediction, James McElhenney, Eric Sartana Horner, Gino Ames, Adam Cox, Mike Parnell, Rodney Dixon, Brant Cattell, Chuck Noseworthy, Wayne Cross, Victor Ruiz, Greg York, Bill Elam, Ernesto Aguiar, David Hudson, J.J. Mack, Jeff Mendenhall, and of course, the, the Mooger Fooger. That's right. Our people out there sharing the word on the streets of the internet, retweeting and tweeting and and sharing and resharing and 
just doing all they can to help us get the word out about rock and roll. Yes, it's alive and well. And yeah, we're talking about it here on the podcast. So if you know somebody that loves rock and roll, all you got to do is share it. And if you like this week's episode, share it and you will be next week's Geek of the Week included in that. That'll be great. And before we get into our least favorite kiss songs let me uh give and i know aaron i can speak for aaron on this we want to give a huge shout out of congratulations to ryan cook philip Schaus, and jeremy yeah. asbrock who are now the ace fraley band that's right see and now you guys could say you know what i've been listening to those guys on on the decibel geek podcast way before ace fraley or gene simmons ever came around that's true uh-huh we were there early we're proud of those guys there's like our buddies you know and they're out there playing with gene simmons and ace fraley how cool is that and and yes they're having as much fun as you could imagine and uh, i've been in contact with them and they will be coming on the show very soon to uh to catch us up on all of it uh, i can't wait can't wait to see them good friends all right now let's talk about kiss songs that suck you wanted the worst you got the worst Decibel Geek presents the top five worst Kiss songs. Well, you know, it's it's one of these weird things where. We always talk about how great Kiss is. Yeah. You know, and we talk about their awesomest songs, you know, and there's so many to choose from. And, well, hell, they're the greatest band in the world, you know, and, mm. man, they don't have any bad songs. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, Kiss has got some some clunkers, too, I think, some songs that aren't up to snuff with, you know, some of our all-time favorites. So today... We're going to talk about Kiss, but we're going to look mm-hmm. at it from a different point of view, a point of view that we don't usually look at it from this. We yeah. just try to, you know, ignore <clears throat> these things. Mm-hmm. But today, as part of our therapy, we're going to talk about our problems yeah. with some of these Kiss songs. And we knew it would get you to listen. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be fun today for sure. And I'm really excited for the feedback in the comments section on the Facebook page. Yeah. We, want, we want your top five worst yes. Kiss songs. I bet you they're going to match up with some of ours for sure. And some some of these are going to piss you off. We'll I, see. All I right. Guarantee it. Well, let's do it. So I guess I'll go first. Okay. So my number five worst Kiss song is Forever. Man. And the reason it's only hitting the list at five is because now that I'm a little bit older, a little more mature, I can take Forever a lot better than I could when I was a teenager. Yeah. You know, now I listen to it and I say, man... That is one freaking awesome solo. You oh, know, yeah, it's that one of Bruce's Bruce best. Bruce lays on that, man. So good. And I can say, man, listen to the, what Eric's doing with the drums and listen to what Gene and Eric are doing together on this song, you know. Mm-hmm. And Paul Stanley from that era, man, oh, he's he's killing it. It's a huge vocal. I can't believe you picked this as one of your least favorite Kiss songs. The reason it's one of my least favorite Kiss songs is because as a teenager – when I'm a Kiss fan yeah. and my peers are all into, well, I don't know, Guns N' Roses and Metallica and Megadeth and Pantera's coming around and I got friends that are into Slayer and, you know, and I, I like Kiss, you know, so I'm always the guy getting picked on when it comes to talking about music. Yeah. And I say, fuck you guys, you know, Kiss is, Kiss is heavy up here, God of Thunder, you know, and I'll start listening off some of their heavier stuff, you know, and Kiss is a heavy rock band. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Forever. And I'm like, ah, oh, no. Oh, so it's like no. PTSD from ridicule from your friends that caused this. Yes. Thing. There's no denying when I look in your eyes. Girl, 
it was just a terrible time. I mean, you got to remember this. This is uh, at the time when, you know, Gene isn't looking his coolest yet. He's getting there. <laughs> but he's still looking kind of goofy. And Paul and the rest of them guys, they're all, you know, got their poofy hair and stuff. You know, A lot they're, of fringe in those days. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fringes, <laughs> a lot of, you know, leopard prints and such, you know. But I guess they were starting to come out of that a little bit. But they weren't revenge kiss yet. You know, they weren't cool. They weren't coming out with songs like Unholy. That's what makes Unholy such a great freaking Kiss song is mm-hmm. because it was powerful enough to undo what the forever. damage for, Forever did. Because it took that long yeah. from the damage that Forever did to a young Kiss fan standing up going, fuck you, Kiss is awesome. Yeah. The damage that did, it would take that many years for Kiss to come out with Unholy before I could go, oh yeah, well listen to this. I didn't know if it was the uh, the Michael Bolton factor that kind of soured you on it. I mean, clearly, yeah. <laughs> clearly this was written by Michael Bolton or, you know, somebody of that nature. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. When I first started, as everyone who listens to this show really knows, I, I love ballads. I know you do. And if, and if they're well done, I really love them. And this is a damn well done ballad. But I'll be honest. When I found out that Michael Bolton was a co-writer, I was kind of like, oh. What the hell? Okay. So and yeah, so, cool. and before you guys chime in, we know that he played with Bruce Kulick and Blackjack. Sure, we, we know the sure. connection, and we also know Forever was a big hit. And as far as the ballads of that era go, you know that's that's one of the damn better good ones. One, you yeah. know, it probably is one of the very very best. You know, mm. and you think about right around that time, what is it? I remember you and Love and of a Lifetime. Love of a Lifetime, and I like all, God, those. all yeah, all, <laughs> all the songs that Chris loves so much. And Forever was one of the very best, but it was one, in my opinion, of the very worst Kiss songs ever. Number five. Wow. Okay. I disagree, but okay. So for my number five, we're going to stay on Hot in the Shade. Okay. (laughs) It was crazy times for Kiss. And um, I had two contenders from Hot in the Shade that almost made this list. Yeah. Let me go ahead and share those two. Cadillac Dreams almost made my top five. I like Cadillac Dreams. You know why I like Cadillac Dreams? Because it's honest. Well, yeah, it's truly (laughs) honest. But uh, or was it? What was the B-side to Forever? Oh, I couldn't tell you. It might have been this. I don't know. It was either that or maybe the street giveth, street taketh away. I think that's what it was. I think so, too. That, I love that song because it was the B-side and the place we hung out on lunch break That's was a little pizza pick. place. They actually had the 45 mm-hmm. record jukebox in there, yep. and I would every day play that other Kiss song. Well, that almost made it, and then Boomerang definitely almost made it. I love Boomerang. God, what's wrong with you? It rocks, it's man. It's terrible. Oh, Kiss Metal Kiss. It's Kiss attempting to be metal kiss. metal kiss, but the it's one Kiss Thrax. The song from Hot in the Shade that I could not deny being on my top five worst Kiss songs list. You know what it is. Everybody knows what it is. It's Read My Body.
Yeah. This song is a steaming turd. <laughs> it's one of the worst things they've ever done. And I know some people are like, well, it's just them trying to do pour some sugar on me. I'm like, oh, yeah. totally. But it's like in a complete alternate universe from pour some sugar on me. But isn't that what Hot in the Shade totally is? Is just them trying to be a bunch of different bands? Like, yeah. these are all different bands that are popular sure. right now. We're going to do one it's, song in their vein for each song on this album. That's what always cracked me up, like, on the interviews for is they, you know, because, like, the, some of the reviews would be like, you know, Kiss sounds more like their old stuff. And I'm like, not really. It's them trying to be Def Leppard on that song. It's trying. To, it's them trying to be Cinderella on Rise to it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're being followers. Yeah. And, and then confusing all of it by wearing the makeup in the Rise to It video. I love that video. Though. That video is awesome. I thought that was so cool. But um, but yeah, Read My Body, what a fucking awful song. And I love Desmond Child, but this was not his best work. But you could totally tell it's a Desmond Child song. <laughs> uh, like this could have been a – this song, like written the way it is, take, yeah. take the guitars out and put in you know some keyboards and stuff mm-hmm. and have a chick sing it. Isn't that a hit single? In the same year as that camp coming out? From a different artist, maybe. Yeah, from a different artist, totally, it's I got think. got the fucking programmed conga drum bullshit going on in it. Yeah. Fucking awful. No, bad stuff. And if you, if you want to go... the lyrics. Oh, good Lord. Are the lyrics the are the best part enough? of it, yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. Read my Bible. Terrible song. Terrible song. All yeah. right, that's my... Can you believe I have four songs I consider worse than Read My Body? You're going to find out. That's Yeah, that's hard to imagine, but I guess we'll find out as we go. All right. All right, here's one I know you're going to disagree with. This is my number four worst Kiss song of all time. I got to go with My Way Mm-mm. off of Crazy Nights. Who's trying to get into Kiss because I loved the records that my aunts and uncles would let me listen to when I was a little kid. So I'm trying to stay with Kiss. I'm trying to follow it as best as I can. And they're not making it easy for you. They're not making it easy at all. (laughs) You know, all I did did at Crazy Night's Time is pine away for the old days, the shit that I missed, the stuff I thought I would never get to see again, you know, with Ace and Peter and the band. And, you know, Crazy Night's... I was excited because it was a new Kiss album, right. you know, and it was in an era where I could go buy it. It was new to me, you know, kind of thing. Be excited about it. You know it's coming out way ahead of time, so it's like marked on the calendar yeah. and all that, you know. And so excited for it, and then get it and look at the album cover and be like, oh, this is badass. And the know? title is a promising title. Yeah. Crazy and, Nice. It's a decent right. album yeah, title. you think, great, sounds like Kiss, you yeah. know. Flip it over, and then it's like... And there's the thong. There's the thong, you know. <laughs> what? And then I remember 
a girl that it was an older chick that I knew, and she I got the album. She's looking at it, and she's like, "Mm-mm, that Paul Stanley's hot." And I'm like, "What?" It was working for him back then. Well, it wasn't working for me, and this was almost a tie because I could go my way or Reason to Live. Oh, I love both one. of them. I know you do, you know. But I, <laughs> man, I just can't stand it. I just can't stand it. That's, those songs are so freaking cheesy. Like they're trying so hard to be something that they're not that it comes off as contrived to me. You know? It was like kind it, of... Like, it's Kiss, they're faking it, you know? Don't well, fake it, just be Kiss. Well, lyrically, it's pretty authentic Paul Stanley, though. Like, right. And, that was, and I think it was start really starting with Crazy Nights, it was a lot of the self-empowerment stuff right. really kind of started sure. around that time, and that's him doing it. And although it does... I will admit, it comes off like a, like a fucking Kenny Loggins song from a movie soundtrack. Yeah, totally. Like, you could see Rock, Rocky should be training to this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This should have been something. Maybe it was what they wrote it for. Was to like maybe some goofy, you know, eighties movie will pick this up and put it in its soundtrack because it's, it's perfect for like yeah. Doctor Detroit or something like that. Oh, you know, <laughs> whole kiss connection to that movie too. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I just that's your and number I, and four. I, and I put it on there not because Eric Carr don't kick ass, not because the band ain't great, you know, just because. They're so cheesy, and even still to this day, neither one of them songs are on my iPod. And mm. if I'm listening to the CD, I'm going to skip them. Is it the keyboards also? I think it's a lot. The keyboards are too much. It's, it, too keyboards much are very album. high in the mix on that song. I would love to have Kiss re-release Crazy Nights, no keyboards. No keyboards. Maybe get in touch with Ron Nevison, see if he's got the master tapes. Put in the word for me, man. Do a heavier version of Crazy Nights. That'd be awesome. I had a couple. I, did, I have nothing from Crazy Nights on well, my list. Of course list, you don't. But I have two contenders from Crazy Nights on my list. Okay. The contenders were No, No, No. Yeah, it's not their best. I don't think it's. they wouldn't warrant to be their worst. The only reason it did make my list is musically it's not bad. It's yeah. a decent riff and it, you know, it, it's got a good it sound. Jams, yeah, but sure. Gene ruins it with the vocal. The vocal is just awful. On just kind song. of the... Yeah, and the, the and having a chorus of no 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 is just lame. I don't know. Maybe it's because the music's so good that it carries through for me. That one don't bother me too bad. The other one that almost made my list, and like picking five of these is so hard because it was easy for me. Because if we did a top ten, this would easily make it. Bang bang you. Yeah, Terrible. bang bang you. Not yeah again. Not their best, but I don't think quite bad enough to make the top five. Well, and then referencing Love Gun in a song like that. Hmm. No. All right, so I'm going to go from... You already know what it means. You don't got to tell... That's like telling the joke twice. Right. Because people didn't get it. But we got it. We we know it's your penis. (laughs) So for my number four, I'm going to go to the polar opposite of Crazy Nights. I'm going to Carnival of Souls, which I love the album. And let me preface this by saying, Scott Van Zen, I love you. You're an awesome person. But In My Head is a fucking awful song. song a lot terrible has has no hook has no it just meanders and it's just the chorus is 
dull. It's dull. There's no chorus. It's ugh, awful. The sure is jamming and chugging song. The, only on the on the verses. But yeah. but music, uh, I just don't think it's just not a good song. It, it's a total filler track, and I every, it's a skip every single time I listen to Carnival really? Souls. I skip this song. Not I. And Jamie St. James is involved too. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. But, well, um, I might have to reconsider my stance now. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> one of the writers on this. But yeah, in my head, my number four not don't like it. Huh. That's crazy. I like that. But I like all the Carnival of Souls. This well, really most of it. is exposing how you and I differ on Yeah, on totally. Taste. Yeah, because I that wouldn't that's not even close for me to be on this list. I mean it's, again it's not their it's not their worst song. You know, it's not definitely not their best, but I don't think it should be in the top five worst. Well, that, that's my list it is. But I got a feeling we're both gonna agree on my next one. Okay. This one was <clears throat> I mean, when it came out I get it. You know, it's it's the nineties, Kiss is back, you know, it's a big freaking deal. You right. know, all of a sudden all the people that gave me shit all them years for liking Kiss are all of a sudden all big huge Kiss fans. It was amazing. Yeah, you know, it was like how, cool to be a Kiss fan. How did that happen? You know, like, hey, you motherfuckers, I've been a Kiss fan all along, you know? <laughs> Where the fuck were you? I told you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to go see him, you know? So when Psycho Circus came out, like most Kiss fans, I was super excited. The first time the four original band members are going to be, you know, completely in on an album all together. You know, it's how can this go wrong? You know, you got Ace back, you got Pete back, you know, and it's going to kick ass. And, you know, it's it's got its it's got its kind of ups and its way way downs on that whole album. And then as years go by, you come to find out it wasn't the you know all for one and one for all that they sang about on the album. You know, it wasn't even Ace and Peter half the time. One of the most dishonest records they've ever done. It's terrible. My least favorite Kiss album. Yeah, it's yeah yeah. I put it right up there. But again, it had a few good songs. On it has it. a few good songs. It's some kind of bad songs, and then it had. I finally found my way. So many people tried to help me on my way. So little time and there's still so much left to say. There's no explaining all the things that I've been through. But I finally found my way to you. Finally found my way to you. Mm. Now, uh, I would put this one higher on the list, but or I would. I can't just, believe you didn't. Or I just put five all the way down. This one is tough to top the next two. The next two are bad, but finally found my way. I mean, mm. you know, you're flipping through the CD and you're like, yeah, yeah. Ace Frehley song is really cool. I actually listened to it first and then went back to the beginning. <laughs> first time I listened uh, to it. I'm not surprised. And, uh, you know, it's okay. You know, first time listen, not bad. And then you get to this and it's like the piano thing. And it's like, what? You know, it's like getting kicked in the oh. balls. You know, you're trying to listen to a CD all the way through. And it's like, oh, God, what is this? You know, and then it's Peter. And at first you think, you Damn it, Peter! What the hell, man? And he's not why you, singing. Why key. you got to do this? You know why? Why can't you, you know, do something more like nothing to lose? You know why can't you do something more like maybe Baby Driver? Or, yeah. You know something do hard. Some streaming stuff. That's yeah, his, that's what he's That's what his people best. love. You know. 
And so I, you know, right away you blame Peter. You know, that sucks, you know. But then again, as the story comes out years later, yeah. and then you realize, oh, Peter Chris didn't write that nope. song. Yeah, Paul nothing, Stanley Nothing wrote to it. do with it. Him yeah. and what? Did Bob Ezrin? Him and Ezrin wrote Ezrin it. Ezrin wrote it for Peter. And it's a massive failure on both their parts. Everybody. Now, the only reason this didn't make my list is because it made yours. Yeah. Because otherwise, and this... No, and there was no way it wasn't going to make my list. I'll tell you a story about this. There's, there's no place in the world where this song is appropriate. No. No. Well, maybe the, hell. No. Well, yeah, you might have a point there. A nonstop repeat. You could use yeah. it at Guantanamo Bay to torture prisoners or something. I don't know. <laughs> or on that To Catch a Predator show, make them sit down and then just play that on repeat yeah, and drive them insane. Exactly. That's, yeah. well, in most places in a sane world, there's no place for this song. But the only place where you'd think, you know, maybe they were going with it would be like, this could be a wedding song, right? <laughs> it's it's written in a way that it's almost meant to be a wedding song. It's a divorce song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody got divorced over it. But in my younger days, I was uh, DJing at the radio station, and I had somebody ask me, do you DJ weddings? And mm. I said, well, no, not really. I said, but I'm sure I can. I mean, how hard can it be? And uh, they're like, okay, cool. So they wanted to hire me. They were going to give me 50 bucks and let me drink free beer. I was like, you had me a free beer. <laughs> so uh, I show up at this little bar, and it's got a DJ booth. And I got, you guys love this, back in the day, carrying my CDs in a milk crate. Yeah, I used to do that. fit perfectly in there. And I, so I had my selection with me thinking, well, maybe I can slip in some cool stuff. This was before MP3s, people. Yeah. Maybe I can slip in some cool stuff here and there, but I'm sure they've got you know stuff that they want to hear. I get in there, and I say, okay, cool. So do you guys have music? And they're like, no. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, they're like, well, we thought you brought music. And I was like, well, I told you I'm not a real wedding guy, but I figured you'd have songs, you know. And or a list so or I got these, but it's all rock, you know, it's all rock and metal. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, well, just try to keep it light. I was like, oh, okay. So then the worst part comes is when they come back later and it's almost time for the actual wedding dance, you know, the <laughs> marriage dance or whatever you call that. And again, I say to myself, so do you guys got like a special song? picked out you know this ain't when you just look it up on your damn phone and plug it into a jack you know yeah. and it's there and they're like well no and i was like oh honestly this is on them not well, you okay no it's actually on paul stanley bob ezrin and peter <laughs> that's Chris. true but so they're like no and i'm like oh no you know what do I, what the hell do i have that would make a wedding song you didn't you at know? least have forever <laughs> No, I didn't have, I guess I didn't have that CD oh, at the geez. time, but I had Psycho Circus. You know, my collection then what is and what it is now. And uh, so I got that, and I'm thinking, fuck, oh, man, I guess I finally found it. I mean, that's probably the closest thing I got. You know, it's, but it, that should work, right? Yeah. I mean, this is the one place where this song is going to be okay. It's technically a love song. So I play it, and they're out there slow dancing, and they'd spin slowly. And that bride would look at me like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and then it would rotate around and the guy would come around and he'd look at me like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then she'd rotate around and give me the evil eyes again. And I'm like, oh, man, this is terrible. you know. So I let it play out. And then afterwards, everyone's kind of oh, awkward clapping. Nobody's ever heard the song before, obviously. And, or since. <laughs> or since. Some people are probably like, I wonder what our wedding song was. I have no idea. You'll never hear it's it again. better that they don't remember. Yeah, you'd have to purposefully seek it out to find it. And if oh, you don't man. know, there's somebody out there that don't know what their wedding song was. <laughs> and even worse, <laughs> they don't know that it was I Finally Found My Way Off Psycho Circus. Damn it, guys. What are you doing? 
And everything I just said a minute ago about loving ballads, not this one. Not in this This case. one's fucking awful. Yeah, you know. Another one that was uh, kind of along those same lines that I was thinking that kind of made a, a real run at my list here that I wasn't sure about was uh, the song that came out on the Detroit Rock oh, City soundtrack. Nothing Can Keep Me From You. What the shit? It's a total ripoff of the uh, Aerosmith song. From total ripoff. Same, right, Diane Warren wrote both of them. But I mean, dang. Yeah. You know, you're the you're on the soundtrack. The movie's about you yeah. being a rock band, you know? Yeah. So write a kick-ass rock song and put that on the soundtrack and remind, take this opportunity to, yeah. to grab a bunch <clears throat> of people that didn't know who you were and don't be like, oh, yeah, so people are going to be listening to us for the first time because they're going to be checking out this soundtrack because there's a bunch of hip bands yeah. on there and they're going to hear this and they're going to know we're a bunch of sissies. It's part of my issue with Kiss and the reunion era because it was like the reunion happened, it was a massive success, and instead of it firing them up to, to really rock and do what they're known for, right. they got all fucking reflective and introspective, and it's like, you guys are not the Eagles, no, you're Kiss, right. so quit trying to be something you aren't. I finally found my way wouldn't even be a good Eagles song. So far, so bad. <laughs> Pretty much. Before we get back into our conversation about the top five worst Kiss songs, we're going to take a little break. We're not going to tell you about no tournaments or nothing this week. No, we're, you know, we're, it's we're, it. It's over. Yeah. You know, we're in we're in post tournament mode. We're coming down from all that now. Yeah. But we want to let you know that that means that instead of being out there begging for people to vote for the Decibel Geek Podcast twenty four seven, we now have more time to dedicate to our VIPs. That's right. You know about this? You could become a Decibel Geek VIP. It's so easy. All you got to do is go to patreon.com. Type in Decibel Geek Podcast. It's going to bring up all your different options of levels of commitment of becoming a VIP, which none of it's expensive, but you get a lot for it. You know, we are constantly recording VIP episodes. We got our infamous Chris and Aaron show, which is us talking about 
a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff that we can't talk about on the show, we share with our VIPs. A lot of the things that, you know, we're not always talking about music. Sometimes we mm-hmm. talk about real life stuff. Yeah. And we share that with our VIPs. And when we want to know, you know, what should we do for an episode coming up, we like to go to our VIP Facebook group that mm-hmm. only the VIPs and Chris and myself are a part of, and we like to shoot the shit with our friends, our closest confidence, you know, our, our allies in this war against bad music. We turn to them, and they help us out by giving us great ideas, and, you know, it's always fun to run stuff past them. Yeah, we get a lot of good ideas from them. Because we know our VIPs are the people that are the coolest of the cool, you know. They have the best taste in music because they're Decibel Geek VIPs. What more do you need? That's yeah. your resume. That's it. Yeah. You're qualified to help us guide this show yeah just go to patreon.com slash decibel geek and uh be a be a vip it's easy it's not that expensive either and if you want to look really cool while you're doing it get yourself a decibel geek t-shirt yep where is that at is that decibelgeek.com click on the shop button easy as that take you there you can get all kinds of decibel geek stuff there and uh you know what here's something everybody's doing shopping on amazon Mm -hmm. right everybody does i mean you need something cool you want to get that new ace fraley album you know you want to you want to pick up some of these kiss albums that have some great songs on them along with some of these other ones we're talking about today and you want to get these albums where you're not going to target and you're not probably going to walmart and you're probably not going to kmart or shopco or any of these other places that used to sell cds you know, you got to get it online. So you want to have a complete collection. You know, I understand that. I've got a massive collection mm-hmm. of CDs. So when the new Ace Fraley comes out, I go to decibelgeek.com. I click on the Amazon banner right there on the top of the page. It takes me to Amazon. Now, it looks exactly like as if I would have skipped all that because it's exactly the same. So I'm doing my shopping just like I normally would. I find that new Ace Fraley album, Spaceman. I find it for the price that I want, get it from the place that I want to get it from. I hit accept. I buy it. It's in my shopping cart. I check it out. I pay for it. Guess what? By going through the Decibel Geek link, it didn't cost me anything more to get that Ace Fraley album. But what I did was put a little uh, change back into the show. You know, I even do it. So it's great. So you can buy anything on it. We prefer you buy Kiss albums and Ace Fraley albums because maybe, just maybe if we buy a whole bunch of Kiss CDs and downloads and all that and merchandise from Amazon, we buy all the Kiss merch, then they'll do like the Scorpions and be like, you know what? We thought about it. And we decided we're going to stick around after all. (laughs) That would be awesome. Best case scenario. So when you're doing your kiss shopping online, go to decibelgeek.com. Hit that Amazon banner because whatever you buy is going to end up on the list. Yeah, we get a list of everything you buy. And some of the more notable purchases this past week include a men's Led Zeppelin black hermit shirt. That's cool. And Classic. Spe- speaking of Zeppelin, somebody bought the book Led Zeppelin, all the albums, all the songs by Martin Popoff. That's cool. Uh, someone like to read that. Someone bought an above ground winter pool cover. It's that time of year. Yep. Uh, Nutricost L glutamine powder. Don't so, snort it. That's guess somebody's out there getting swole. <laughs> uh, golden trading mixed square cassette tape machine recorder rubber belt for repair maintenance. Say what? I guess. Golden Trading Mixed Square Cassette Tape Machine Recorder Rubber Belt for Repair Maintenance. So I think it's for a tape recorder. It's like a repair piece or something. So cassette tapes are are on the rise again, apparently. Oh, so in order to get your old boombox booming again, you got to get the repair parts. You got to be able to fix it. Somebody bought a Game of Thrones Hand of the King card game. All right. And 
Funko Pop Marvel Holiday Deadpool with Candy Cane's collectible figure. People getting ready to decorate for Christmas already. Yeah. And that's it. No music purchases this week. None? That's it. I guess we're waiting next week and all the Ace Frehley purchases come in. We expect to see 300 copies of Ace Frehley's album bought next week through our link. Yeah, and a bunch of the Elder and uh, oh, all the, <laughs> and Hot in the Shade. And the Psycho Circus. And the Psycho Circus. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So well, we're coming down to the final part of the countdown of the top worst Kiss songs of all time. So you ready to get back to it? I guess so. <laughs> Okay, so I guess that brings us up to what? Your number three? My number three. Number three. So well, let's recap what we got so far. So yeah. far, I've got at number five, Forever. At number four, My Way. At number three, I finally found my way. And we're at five and four for you. You started with Read My Body and Ugh. went to Carnival of Souls in my head. Yeah. I can't believe it. In my head? Why? Because it sucks. All right. Well, let's see what you got next. All right. Um, I'm one of the one of those people where I can appreciate... All ear is a kiss, even the current lineup as far as recorded material. Yeah, goes. definitely. Sonic Boom has some really great songs on it. As yeah. Modern Day Delilah, Say Yeah. Some good stuff there. Um, this is not one of those. And this song, from the day I bought the thing at Walmart, when I played it, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm talking about a song called Stand. Sometimes when the days get This is this is pasteurized, processed horseshit. This song is awful. It's this is I don't know I don't even I can't even compare it to anything. It sounds like like a theme song for an '80s buddy comedy show or something. Kind of does, you know. Again, Kiss maybe trying to get somebody to put their song on a soundtrack, maybe. Maybe, but it, it's dated. It's not it's the '80s dated. anymore. Yeah, it's very dated sounding and. Need an eighties, you know, skiing montage or something. And like the the chorus is "Stand by my side, I'll be next to you." Well, yeah, if you stand by my side, obviously yeah. you're next to me. Doesn't really, doesn't really tell me anything. And then Paul even pulls the the Jackson Five card out and goes, "Just look over your shoulder." I'm yeah, like, yeah. When he hit that that part, I was just, I was like, "Skip, I'm not listening to this shit anymore." Yeah, that is pretty bad. Cringeworthy. I actually forgot how bad that song oh. was. I was in the car with my wife listening to this after we bought it at Walmart. Yeah. Much to her chagrin, because she like, doesn't. Oh, like hey, kiss. no, no, you don't need to hear this one. Let's. Uh, yeah. Well, go. we got, we played it. And even she was just like, "What is this?" She's like, "This is terrible." Well, I always <laughs> took it as a. You know, kind of like Gene and Paul, again, like every, yeah. every so often they'll like write a song to each other and right. blend it into one. I don't, I don't mind the sentiment. I, it's, it's warm, heartwarming to see that they wrote something like that about camaraderie and all, but it just doesn't work. It's just lame. No. It's a very lame song. Yeah. And it actually popped up uh, on a shuffle, like probably like two weeks ago, 
before we even decided to do this theme. And I was just like, God, this song is so bad. It is so bad. The only Kiss song I think I hate worse than that in the modern era of the band is the old uh, Danger You, they Danger Me, me Danger, Danger Us. But it has a good riff. That, that's the only thing that would have prevented that from making my list. But it's so bad. Another, I mean, it, it ruins the whole song. You can't get past that. Like, if you're playing that for somebody, they're not a Kiss fan, you'd be like, oh, check out this Kiss song. And it gets to that line, danger you, danger me, danger yeah, us. They're going to look at you and be like, what? Yeah. Everybody, old people to small children are all going to look at you and be like, that's not cool. Yeah. I don't think stand is very cool either. I don't need, oh, Stand's a pretty awful song. Sit down. Don't stand. Yeah. Yeah. That's my number three. All right. Well, here's one. This is my number two. I've only got two more to go. This is it. This is one I think would make easily any Kiss fans list because of the shock and disturbance that it caused within you the first time you heard it. And I'm going to 1981, Music from the Elder. Oh, boy. Fanfare slash Just a Boy. What the hell is this? Not cool, man. Not cool to do that to a young fan trying to trying to keep up with Kiss. Too young to get out there and buy his own albums. Got to rely on other people buying him stuff. And his uncle Bruce gives him this album, and it's like, what is this? Let's Kiss. It's like what? It's like a wooden door, and you open it up. <laughs> it's a and big it's brown like, square. <laughs> you open it up and thinking, oh, there's gonna be an awesome picture of the band yeah. inside there. It's right? a table. No, you think it's gonna be cool. You know, you open it, rip it open. It's like, what? Well, it's dinner time. Table with some chairs. <laughs> Candlelight, what what the hell is this? This is so weird. All right, well, you know, the music's gonna rock, right? The music's gonna be good. Dun 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 dun. What? No. And then I. Hey, man, flugelhorns can rock at times, too. Not this time. Not this time. Not for Kiss. Not ever for Kiss. <laughs> Tom oh, man. His best falsetto. It's the worst thing ever, man. I mean, I don't know. Like, my top three, I think, could be sort of interchangeable. I'm really strong on my number one. But, I mean, come on. I mean, when I was, I'm telling you, I was a kid, and I'm sure everybody out there listening to this would be like, I was a Kiss fan, you know, and I was I was really wanting to give Kiss a chance, you know, after all the weird shit that they've been doing, you know. And mm-hmm. I thought maybe this is, you know, it's it's not, clearly it's not a disco album, you right. know. Clearly, it's definitely not that. It's not, it don't have comic book covers, so I mean, it's not a, some poppy thing, you know. It's like... Maybe this is, I mean, it's a big, heavy-looking door. That's a heavy, look at the heavy knocker on that door. The only thing heavy about that album is the door. The door is the heaviest thing. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe you think, maybe you think, you know, the door's heavy, and you open it up, and it's like, ooh, that's dark. That's (laughs) That's dark. dark. Look at that. It's dark and kind of ominous. Oh, this is going to be something. And dun, 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 d
No. I gotta wonder how many Kiss fans' minds were just blown when they heard that album on release day. Well, probably not too many because not that many people bought it. How many people fucking bought it, heard that much into it, and him go, two, and then you grabbed it off I'm the done. player, smash it against the wall. And I know we've heard people tell us these stories before. Grab it off player, smash it against the wall, and be like, fuck that, I'm done with Kiss. I'm done, yeah. That happened a lot when people put on The Elder. Terrible idea. Let and me- there are even... I know there's a certain mystique about music from The Elder. I know it's like Kiss's da-da. You know, for Alice Don't Cooper. Don't insult Dada like Okay, that. all right. But it's it's their absolutely weirdest album. Oh, definitely. For sure. You know, especially in the classic era. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just such a magicness to it all. But the music is mostly terrible. Yes. But there are moments on there of stuff that, you know, if it wasn't about a Dungeons & Dragons adventure, probably could have been <laughs> a pretty cool song, you know? Well... It's funny. My two least favorite Kiss albums are Psycho Circus and Music from the Elder. Yeah. And I don't have any song picks from either of album, which is odd. Because certain songs hit you certain ways. So then these songs to you are pretty bad, but they're bad. not bad enough to make your top five. I view the Elder as almost a a different thing. Like I I almost put it outside of the realm of Kiss because it's just too odd. But um, Fanfare... Fanfare, just a boy. It's one of those things where I kind of almost respect it because at least they went all in on it. Oh, that they did. I mean, they yeah, they went all the way in. It's an actual the, effort to a bad place. Um, the only song from this that almost made my list. <laughs> you're gonna love this. Was Darklight. Why? Because it's it's just the not, solo saves the it. The solo's the only redeeming part of that song. Everything yeah. else about it sucks. The riff is just pedestrian and boring. It's it's just it's lazy. And like, and have you heard the demo? I got to think in that situation, Ace was probably like, "I hate this." Oh, and I'm I sure he. Did. I'm sure he I was. hate this. I don't care. But I tell you what, I am going to do. I'm going to blow somebody's mind with my solo and remember, make yeah. everybody remember who I am. I respect you know? the solo. Yeah, solo. I'll killer. give it that. But the song itself is not good. And then, and have you heard the demo that was called "Don't Run"? Yes, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like when you, it, like when I hear "Dark Light," and I'm like, "That's the improvement." It's just a it's a bad song, um, but yeah, like I said, the, the elder for the most part I view is almost a separate entity from outside of Kiss. So I wonder if they would have came out with that "Rocking with the Boys" album if "Don't Run" was something that was part of that. Possibly, and then, yeah. Like I mean, Ace, I you, need, so. you need to write a song about Dungeons and Dragons, not space, <laughs> not drinking, not doing drugs. You got to write a song about Dungeons and Dragons. I don't want to, Curly. Well, you got to. And you're like, fine. It's just. It's lines like, you're going to be attacked, and you won't know what it is. You won't know what it is. What the fuck? That's awesome. Uh, we, we differ on that one, buddy. But you won't know what it is. All right. Will so, you? So that's, you your, that's your number two. That's my number two. Yep. Just a boy off the elder. It's hard to beat. It's All really, right. truly, probably, truly at its core, the worst Kiss song. So, so far, we, other than your Psycho Circus pick, which, let's face it, isn't really a reunion album... We haven't had any original lineup stuff picked yet. Interesting. Until now. Yeah, we're getting there. My number two comes off Dress to Kill, considered one of the classics of classics. I can't imagine anything off that album <clears throat> be bad enough to make the top five worst. Ladies in Waiting. What? It's not that bad. It's terrible. I don't think it's terrible. It's one of the worst things they've ever done. It's the second worst thing dun, they've ever done in my dun, opinion. Dun. I like that. It's a two. It's a two-note riff. You can tell they wrote this song in five minutes. Yeah. And sometimes you get genius out of five-minute writing right. sessions, but not in this case. So you've been- 
not their worst. So you've been to the market, best. and the meat looks good tonight. <laughs> and the ladies in waiting will show you what it's all about. What is it all about? You won't know what it so is. So you move on down the line. All the ladies are looking fine. Ladies in waiting. Here's the chorus. Ladies dun, in waiting. Dun, dun. Ladies in waiting. Dun, dun. Ladies in waiting. Dun, dun. Ladies in waiting. Well, when you put it like that. And the live version, and like usually Kiss could like save songs with the live versions. Yeah. One of the first Kiss bootlegs I ever bought was Kiss playing Cobo Hall in 1975. And they played this live. And I remember thinking, this sucks. It didn't it's make it fucking, onto a live. It's fucking yeah. awful. Um, and I'm sure that's going to piss some people off because there's probably original lineup fans that just love this song. I don't hate it. I, I really t- don't I hate totally it. hate it. it it's. It's, it's one not, of the. It's not one of my top five favorites. It's one of I the definitely most don't hate it. tuneless things they ever put out. And even Ace's solo is not all that good on this song. It ain't bad. Yes, it I is. Guess on an Ace Frehley level, <laughs> as we talked about last week. It's bad. All right, yeah. so I guess that brings us down to our number one picks: the worst Kiss songs in all of history. Yeah. You ready for mine? Yes. The number one worst Kiss song is Beth. kiss if it wasn't for Beth. That's about the only redeeming quality of it, but the thing is with that is yes, it's a double-edged sword kind of thing. You know, yes, without Beth, they would have not been the top band in America in 1977. They wouldn't have been one of the top bands in the world without Beth. Right. However, on the flip side of that sword is another edge that says, you know, now this is what people think kiss is. And so before forever, mm-hmm. I mean, my friends would make fun of me for liking Kiss. It all Beth, stems to Beth. Beth, I hear you calling. It all starts with Beth hmm. because it was the huge hit song, but it was not a Kiss song, you know? Peter Chris, they should have fired him immediately. Oh. <laughs> and so that's it. You're too, you're too big for Kiss. Go do a solo. And here's the other thing about that is... Beth is the beginning of a lot of problems and mm-hmm. is a problem in a lot of different ways because without Beth, I don't think you see the band fracture coming out of that. Because in of the Peter's ego getting big. Because yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, well, who plays on Beth? Not Ace, not Gene, not Paul. No, just Peter. Just, just Peter. him singing. Yeah. Just him up there singing. If you're lucky, you might hear a little jangle <clears throat> of some Dick Wagner. That's Dick Wagner end. playing the yeah. guitar, so it's not, yeah, not even any of them. So when it's a huge hit, what does that do? Peter Chris head blows up. And you know, I'm, from the other I'm the guy. Every time those guys tell him something he do, he's doing that they don't like, what's I he say? The biggest hit. I'm the guy that without me, none of this shit would be happening. Mm. It's my song that was in a top True. 10 hit single, you know, and that's going to affect people in that way. And we've heard plenty of stories over the years to say that's exactly what happened. But you're, so you're 
putting it at number one strictly for the fallout that came from it, not because you think it's a bad song. Here's another problem I got with it. <laughs> Smashes, thrashes, and hits. Yeah. I think it's bullshit that they brought it back and made Eric sing it. Oh, I don't. I agree with you there. And thank God that, and I know Eric Singer loves to sing it. Yeah, I think that sucks but too. I don't, it's I'm not, sure. Yeah. I'm sure glad that along with you know, I, I finally found my way that they didn't write songs for Eric Singer for the last <laughs> two albums that were along those lines. Like mm-hmm. oh, like they do with Tommy Thayer. Tommy Thayer's songs also make my close to the list just right. because because of what they represent. He shouldn't be singing songs about lightning and space ridiculous yeah. you know, that's like saying you know oh well ace fraley used to do that and well now you're ace fraley right that's kind of really contradicts oh i agree that. with so, you on that so those guys, like those that. two songs are really close based on that principle not so much that the songs are terrible but based on that principle and that's not tommy's fault let me you give know? you props because i was gonna pounce on you because i'm thinking you're saying beth is a worse song than i finally found my way but i think after what you've explained there wouldn't be, and I finally found my way without there being exactly. a Beth. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it all starts. That sound with reasoning. Beth. Like every song on this list starts with Beth. So now you're making me hate Beth because of I finally found. Well, my way. there's more. Like I said, Damn smashes, thrashes, and hits. Why couldn't Eric Carr have? If you're gonna have him sing something, have him do Black Diamond. Oh sure. You know they let just like Eric Singer does it on the uh, special edition of Sonic Boom with the Japanese greatest right. hits where they redid all the songs. It's got Eric Singer on there doing the vocals for Black Diamond. It's freaking awesome. You know, Eric Singer's a great singer. Yeah. And so now back to Smash, Thrashes, and Hits, it sucks, you know, because it's like you get it and you think, oh, cool, we're finally going to get to hear Eric sing a song. But it's this one. (laughs) But it's this one. Again, Beth comes back, rears its ugly head, and wrecks things for Kiss fans. And I also heard that it from a number of reliable sources that Eric was really upset being forced yeah. into singing that song. Isn't it saying Peter's book that Eric actually called him or maybe Gary told us there? Yeah, he felt bad said, about it. You know, I just need your blessing for yeah. this. Don't give it to me, please. I just, you, Paul, yeah, I'm asking him right now. Maybe Peter, yeah, I really need your blessing. Please say no, please say no, please <laughs> say no. I will say he did do a good vocal on it. Though. He did do a great vocal. You know, Eric Carr never did anything half-assed, but no. even him and his supreme freaking awesomeness could not take Beth out of my number one spot on this list. Because of the fact that it ruined the image of Kiss, it ruined the the camaraderie within Kiss, and it had such long-lasting negative effects to Kiss that sometimes the thing that makes you great is also the thing that makes you suck. That's why Beth's number one. Wow. It didn't make my list, but you definitely make a good argument for mm-hmm. why it's on yours. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's number one because I'm about to tell you what n- number one is. I can't imagine anything worse than just a boy. Oh, boy. Song-wise. <laughs> oh, just a boy. Um, yeah, this is uh, this was my easiest pick because ever since I heard this song in the 80s, I have never thought any Kiss song was, was any worse than this one because this song is just pap. Okay. It's a British term. Is that... That's bad? Bad. Okay. No, no it's awesome. That's what, number one of my worst <laughs> Kiss songs list. It's my favorite Kiss song. Uh, I, think I, I think you screwed things up. <laughs> Gene was known to write a number of stinkers in the 80s. You know, and and there's there's another number of there's a number of reasons you could you could say that. Time restraints? The, the, Too busy doing other shit? Yeah. You know, hanging out with Tom Selleck, not, not much time to write songs. Oh, they're squeezing boobies. That's what he was doing. But this song absolutely takes the cake. From Animal Eyes... Murder in High Heels. See, I don't see that. 
I actually kind of like that song. What do you like about that? I song? like the bass line. So you like the thing you can hear the least in the song. Gotcha. But it's it still somehow drives the song. I don't know. I like the I like the music of it. Um, mm. I like the way Gene sings it. I like his his smooth. That's the worst part like, of the song, I like him, dude. I like him doing that like smooth. It reminds me of charisma, you know. Except charisma is a good song. <laughs> Murder in High Heels, no. I hate the way he sings the chorus on this. Murder in High Heels. Gene Simmons trying to be sexy, I think. Yeah, and failing miserably. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Well, he landed Shannon Tweed. I can't say I still kind of like that. You know, the the way way it I love that. I think that's cool. It's it's jamming. It's rocking. No. Maybe it's because Gene's vocal doesn't really fit the song. Maybe the song's too rocking. I don't think musically it's that good either. No. No. I I think it's it's Dullsville. It's just not. It's it's real pedestrian and kind of. It's just. It's like a cop out rock song. You can tell he just didn't put any effort into it. And like, but and that's not to say all his stuff on Animalize is bad. Burn, bitch, burn. Yeah, the lyrics are fucking ridiculous. (laughs) But musically, that riff is fucking awesome. Right. Totally. While the city sleeps, I think is actually a good Gene song. That's great. That one always gets lumped in, and I'm always like, no, listen to that song. It's not a bad song. No, that one's great. I love that one. But Murder in High Heels is irredeemable. That song is so bad. I, I don't know, man. It's my absolute least favorite Kiss song, and it's not even close. It, there's nothing that comes close to me. So if you saw somebody and they were like, huh, I think I'll listen to Kiss for the first time. Hmm, what's mm-hmm. this? Murder in High Heels, huh? Mm-hmm. Would you run up and like push them and scream, no? Probably, yeah. <laughs> if they want a shot of Do not liking introduce Kiss, yourself to Kiss this please way. Please don't. Yeah, because you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? These guys are horrible. Actually, like I said, I don't, I don't hate that song. I oh. actually like it. I don't hate Beth. I actually like Beth. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay to disagree. I like the symphony version where he gets to do it with an actual symphony. I think it's cool. <sighs> I mean... On its own, it's it's a nice little song. And I've always liked Peter. I like that he has his moment. I just yeah. I think it's 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 Peter was my favorite member when I got yeah. into the band. And I still say my favorite thing about this song is that video that came out a few years ago about the uh, the making. You ever? I know you've seen that. We've talked what? about that before about the making of Beth. Oh yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. Like it's him a in the studio. Thing. It's yeah. a parody. It's hilarious. I know you guys have heard Very me say well this put already. Together. It's yeah. awesome. We'll share it on the Facebook page it's this week. Best thing about it. But yeah, no, Murder in High Heels, you, I don't think you can top that for Worst Kiss Song. Hmm. But 
Now we want to hear from you. Right, yeah, because it was not easy for us to pick these. Well, it was easy for me. Sounds like it was harder for you. I had to narrow it from 10 to 5. Especially because I actually already picked the five worst songs. I mean, there's no touching any of those. Oh, please. But uh, forever. Give me a we <laughs> I bet you forever is in a lot of people's lists. Come on, people, show us your top five worst Kiss song lists. I know we all love Kiss. We all respect Kiss. But even Kiss has had some songs that were kind of stinky. Oh, yeah. And we covered them today. What we think, we want to know what you think. So go to our Facebook page. That's where all the conversations happen. And hit us up there and let us know when you see this link on the page. What are your five worst Kiss songs of all time? It's going to be interesting to see what, what they say. Yeah, so we're looking forward to reading that. Until then, we'll see you next week. See you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.